I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Postmortem cast. Paranormal investigators Connor, Travis, and. Connor, Travis, and Tom. Those are the people that were in the show last week. Uh, we took a deep dive into the paranormal hauntings of Hydesville, New York, in 1848. About the Fox sisters and their knockings. These spooky little tykes. Her, her ghost men all over the house. And the ghost men turned out to be a dead guy that was in the basement. And it was spooky as hell. I believe it. Extra true. It all happened. Because <laughs> this is paranormal investigation time. Oh, that was a good one. I'm scared. Hi, yeah, welcome to Paranormal Mortem. Uh, you belong here. My name is Tom. I'm Travis. And I'm Connor. Thanks, Connor, for being here. Hey Connor, hey, I was glad to be. Yeah, you know, I uh, I walked here from a very far place. It feels like a non sequitur if you were to just not be on the second episode of this. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I don't right. think that, that works in this situation, but not at all. <laughs> let's you know continue. What? You know Sorry. what? Connor's not here because he got too scared. It was a I mean, scary. Yeah, episode. I, I, he tapped me in. Yeah, yeah. Scary episode. We we're dealing with. And some guy pulled out some hair and bones and pieces of pottery out of the dark, dirty basement. That's spooky. It's crazy. Uh, very crazy stuff. Guys, that how were your weeks, me. though? Let me ask that. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, my car broke down. Well, it's like last week, but I can say this week. Yeah, why not? But why not? Since yeah. the it last time in, we saw in my, in my world, it happened this week. Yeah. I have, I, realistically, a quarter of the times... I've said something about my week. It didn't even happen. So you could just say <laughs> <You're lying>. stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, my car just broke down. And uh, like, it always, like it always happens when you need it the most, too, your car. Of course. I'm like, yeah. I, I had to be somewhere specifically this time or else like you like you lose credit for whatever you like. It's a you know, do or die moment. Right. I need my car to work to get there. Mm. And uh, it's like 6 a.m. and it's like a Christmas tree. Under my on my dashboard, every light you can think of is on. There's no power steering. It's raining, and I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking driving no power steering. Fucking drove like 40 minutes, no power steering. Got really jacked and angry when I went into this classroom. And uh, yeah, it was <laughs> no we no, no rental cars ever. No dealership ever has a rental car when your car is getting fixed. My car is like has the part it needs is on back order. Of course, I'm like fuck, and you know. So I'm borrowing cars and all this shit because I have no rent, no loaner cars because everyone's has one except me, and uh, finally got one. How about that? That's my oh. I, I, a week later. So from last week to now, I finally got a loaner car. Hell wow. yeah! Do you think that, that was sucks. the uh, ghost of that doe that you that you? Were... Shh. It might it might be. <laughs> That's when my car started fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this problem before, which blow it like angers me because it's like a malfunction in the. The steering wheel module. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, this has happened again. 
And I'm like, God damn, like, son of a, you know. And I went to the dealership, and they, like, you know, I'm try- complaining, like, they have no loaner cars, and they just try and sell you the car the whole time you're there. They try to sell you the car like they can't. Another, another yeah, one. Another like, get one. you out of that car. We'll get you a new one, and it'll be even more money, but you don't have to put anything down. I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> I just wanted a rental car. <laughs> Fix the shit. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so it's just like jumping through hula hoops all the time. Man, can you just believe the guts they have? Honestly, I was doing the same thing. I was like, damn, like, they just can't just let me go home and tell me no. They just have to, like, try and sell you something the whole time. I feel like I feel like, like I had since... a phys- I had to tell them I'm leaving. Like I'm like I have to go. You know I'm not staying here three hours. No, yeah. Just nowhere. Since, since your car is a Christ. Honda, they should at least have like a, a like American Ninja Warrior thing where you can do, and then maybe you could think. win a new car. You know, honestly, mm. I would love that, or like some type of like chat, like game. Oh yeah, I would... fuck yeah. Well, Travis, thanks for the. Uh... You should work for Honda. God yeah, you it. work for Honda, and You're... thanks for taking the first racist joke of the night. <laughs> off my back. Uh, how was your week out there? You've been traveling around, boys. Oh uh, yeah, I just landed about like an hour ago, so I'm a little bit zanned and, and already buzzed. From my good, so having a good time. What do you yeah, mean? having a good time. That's my that's my secret. That's how I go to sleep. You just do look flights. comfortable right now. I'm very comfortable. Good. Um, but yeah, I was in New York. I was doing work on a house. <laughs> we were putting up all the ceilings with sheetrock. I was climbing around the attic doing electric work, dude. Oh man, I'm like basically Bob Villa. At this, I point. was gonna say more like a Mike Rowe. Type. Oh well, no, this wasn't that dirty. This was, oh. I mean, this was, I have a clean house. It's very clean. Oh, good. Yeah, no, I'm Bob Villa, or like I would say Tim the Toolman Taylor, but he's a piece of shit, so maybe not him. He's a bad mm. person. Yeah. I thought he was cool. <laughs> no. Is he, he not cool? He no, raped someone. He's a meanie, dude. Ah, oh, everyone's mean. We're there. We have money. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood so yeah. man. Yeah, no, I, th- so that was doing that. Before I left, Mike and I went on a date. We, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, we made that out. That was wine and diner, dining. Yeah. Made out in the diner parking lot and had burgers and breakfast. At the same time. Dinner and breakfast. Wow. Because yeah. that's how we roll. That's good stuff. We both smoked a camel cigarette mm-hmm. in the moonlight. How'd that make you feel? Uh, Like, just coughing. <laughs> thank you yeah i i didn't pay Again, for tom's it sick oh, i paid okay, for good. your i i paid for dinner but i didn't pay for the the extras you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that was my uh tip <laughs> <laughs> some say the food is just a gift tom you have been traveling as well you were you're in a ghost town south southern land yeah, based on last week's episode, I had to go make sure these ghosts were real. So I went down to the most haunted city that I have been talking about in the show a bunch because I'm moving to Savannah. So I went down there, did some more neighborhood hunting. It was good. Still holding off on the buy. Didn't find what we like. So I'm still here, boys. Don't worry. Um, but I have questions. Um, why does every Airbnb have those shitty barn doors for the closets on the rollers Ugh. yeah you, you know what i'm talking about right <laughs> yeah that uh, is i just cheap. read an article it, it was like like uh it was like 10 different millennial <laughs> home designs that are going to be cringe in like 10 years 10, 10 and that years. was on the list it's horrible oh yeah because like people install them and they do it wrong they do it wrong like you're, you're gonna break the wall <laughs> These things are swinging 
all the time and over the bathroom of all places. Now there is a gap, so I, I have to poop, right? And I can still see out, doesn't matter where I move it, I can still see light coming in, which means smell is going out, which makes me very nervous. Mm, that's I don't true. Know, it's called marking your territory, Tom. I I could I need to pick and choose. But the the Airbnb we stayed at, oh my gosh. It was like in a nightclub. In a nightclub? <laughs> yeah. We got there Saturday Friday night? No, Saturday night. The room was shaking with subwoofer bases. Oh, like everyone's dancing down there. There's a line. There were people mad at us because we had to go in through the same corridor to get to the apartment. People were like, why, why are they jumping the line to go to the club? <laughs> I just, just renting upstairs. It was horrible. That's probably why it's Airbnb. 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. That's when they stopped playing the music. Oh, Jeez. man. There was no amount of drama. I was fucking hammered. And you just couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, it was like, a, uh, what is this? Um, it was really bad, and yeah, it was that like four to the floor techno shit. Um, yeah, Savannah's great though. I love it. I'll just never stay in that building again. You know, I stayed in a very similar hotel in Providence one time. It was uh, not fun. I will say that. I'm like, it. Did they say that in like the Airbnb app when you rented it? It, it, it did, but like you couldn't imagine this. I had a decibel. I have a decibel reader uh, app. Yeah, reader on my phone, and uh, it compares what the volume is like that it's hearing. Um, we're so, at seventy-four decibels, which is comparable to having a vacuum in the room um, at all times, <laughs> just on. Oh God! <laughs> it was like, what is this shit? I mean, I love white noise, so I'd be like. <sighs> I'd be like knocked out. No, it's thud. It's, it's not. It's, thud. it's not white. Uh, no, it's shaking you. You uh, hear. Yeah, you hear the the vibrations. In the every wall. dish in the cabinet is dancing along oh, with the yeah. fucking thing, and it's like, it's terrible. It's a good. It does make you want to kill yourself for a short time. And four thirty rolls around, and you're fine. Anyway, be Still careful of that, folks. Here. Complain yeah. immediately. By the way, we got a, we got some money back on that. Yeah. Wrote, what the. You stupid, dumb fuck. Yeah, I know it says it. it's above a nightclub. It doesn't say it's inside the fucking nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. So uh, before we jump back into the Fox sisters, I want to put out, I know we just said, how's your week? But have you guys ever seen spooky ghosts or anything paranormal? <laughs> yeah, did I tell my ghost story on the show? It was from two trips ago in Savannah. Oh, with the Demata. piano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the piano yeah, yeah. one. Oh, and then the Go. ghost kiwi when you were in high school. Real kiwi. Not ghost. even paranormal. Just ghost a kiwi. just an invasive species. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Ghost kiwi. Real ass kiwi. So uh what about you, Mike? Have you seen the ghosts? Uh I've seen sun people or like shadow people. Hmm. They were like, like yeah. really bad sun poisoning. And when you're like tripping out from the sun poisoning you look in the mirror if you stare long enough you turn into a shadow person or at least i saw the shadow people never, <laughs> what that ever happened to you the hell are you talking you never about? got like really sick from being in the sun too long i've like, seen i've had uh like um what are those called night terrors and shit like that That too yeah that used to fuck with me i got the shadow people there they come in the room and i say fuck out of here get the 
the fuck out of here. You ever heard? You, but would you ever see their face? I'd always hear them no. whispering in my ear. Yeah, I, I hear the it. whispers too, but not the behind. Face. They're always behind me. They're not nice people, from what I know. Yeah, that. Uh. You know, I noticed when I, I stopped sleeping on my back, I stopped having that, or on my like my hand uh. on my side. I noticed that like it would uh, like that when I would fall asleep, that's when the bad shit would happen because it's trying to wake me up. Yeah, shadow it's like people as come in. As you're falling asleep, yeah, or sleep paralysis, like that. that That's what it is. Not the night terrors, the sleep paralysis. When you're like awake and you're uh, sleeping still. I used to get that a lot, um, which I would highly recommend if you can induce that for yourself and you haven't. You got to try it once. Eventually, you get used to it, and you're like, I know know. how to get out of it. Yeah, you know when it's coming on. No, you just experience it. You're like, you're living fear, and you go, if if I could live through this, I'm I'm braver than any marine. We we've ta- we've talked Just about fuck. this I think off the show but I th- we had used to have the same night terrors and I and I've actually I forgot what I was researching but it came up in the past somebody had a similar night terror basically the slenderman like a long yeah. tall guy that stands in your room yeah and it's like it's existed forever even before the slenderman uh yeah the nosferatu yeah um, I always just—I would never see them. I'd always be behind my ears, and they would hear screaming, or like just like this crazy shit being said into my ear, like some crazy shit. What would they say? Just like, like, just like tax day. Tax day is coming. You have to work for <laughs> forever. Yeah, I, I think like the crazy ass shit. I think the closest time I've ever seen a ghost was when uh, Tom and our friends went to Famous Dave's, and I ate so much meat that the waitress looked different. <laughs> I think I would say that wasn't a ghost. It was a ghoul. You saw. Oh, yeah, a you ghoul. saw. A you say a. Uh, I would say a six out of ten turned into a one out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, based on grease that was covering your eyeballs. Yeah. Now I'm yeah, sure she's closer to that one because that was a long time ago. Yeah, but I'm just saying that was a paranormal experience out of body. So many ghosts. <laughs> and that shit. That shit is so trippy. Like the the, the those experiences it makes you just wonder. Well. I, yeah. Let's jump in. Let's jump back to the Fox sisters. So I mentioned, I did my, probably one of the best recaps you've ever heard about what happened in Hydesville. I'm fully informed now. Yeah, in uh, 1848. If you haven't listened to the episode, go back, listen to last week. It was spooky Halloween. But you know what? Everything that happened in that episode was true. But there are some skeptics out there back in the 1840s. A bunch of people, they're like, these little girls don't know what they're talking about. They're just stupid little girls. Oh, all right. Um, and it turns out that the story about the murdered, like foot, you know, peddler, um, wasn't something that was even original. Uh, the girls may have heard stories about someone called Old Jeffrey, who was a invisible poltergeist that haunted the founder of Methodism, John Wesley. Um, so that was kind of, and if you remember, her, their father was a Methodist. So oh. they probably heard the story of old Jeffrey, the foot peddler that would show up in the middle of the night. Maybe not the most original story. Um, uh, real quick, this is a tangent, but has to do with John Wesley. Uh, I found out that John Wesley was the only pastor in Savannah for a short oh. amount of time. Really? Yeah. And all marriages in Savannah had to go through him, and there was this whole drama with this woman he fall, fell in love with who he, did, he refused to marry. It was weird. Uh, was he very, talking to snakes and shit, too? 
Uh, he, no, he wasn't. He wasn't a Methodist yet. It was pre-Methodism. Okay. Um, also, just so you know, if you don't know what the term poltergeist is, um, it's a German term originally, but it actually just translates to noisy ghost, hmm. making too much noise. So, Tom, you were sleeping in a poltergeist hotel. I. Too, you're right. And I wish I could take it back. I wish I got legit quiet haunted instead of teenage haunted. Skrillex haunted? Yeah, I got... <laughs> yeah, I got Avicii haunted. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Um, also, if you remember from last week, the murder of um, this uh, peddler, right? The, the, the ghost's killer was a man named John Bell. And John Bell is actually... That that's not an original either. That comes from John Bell of Tennessee, um, who was apparently uh, murdered and tormented by a witch. And I think we may have talked about him before on one of our countdown episodes. Maybe. Uh, yeah. it sounds familiar, but I also was wearing a bicycle helmet. So. <laughs> um. So shortly after these hauntings began in Hydesville, their father John asked the girl asked. Uh, a doctor to examine the girls. And now the doctor came in, he, you know, looked at, you know, knockings happening all over the room. He's trying to kind of figure out where the knocking's coming from. He says it may be coming from their joints. Like, you know, doing pop Ooh. and lock shit. Like, oh. Ugh. You know, like, you've that. met people that can, like, make the really loud pops. And yeah, I, I hate they... that so much. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shit, you're, like, freaks. Not, I mean, it's, it's cool you can do that, but, like, I just think about myself doing it, and I just grosses me out yeah. yeah um like popping everything out and popping it back in like ah like fuck yeah i, I just imagine like him knocking on the door just being like look i'm looking for these little girl knockers seeing how they're doing all this knocking <laughs> let me see your elbows yeah <laughs> you little girls show me your knockers yeah what? <laughs> uh, me alone time they're the very room. undeveloped yeah yeah i mean they're i think at this point they are 15 and 13 <laughs> yeah yeah well what a pervert so I don't um, see any ghosts. But but, but the doctor, the, it wasn't conclusive. The doctor wasn't like, all right. This, they, he was still kind of a little, he was like, I don't know where these knocks are coming from. I mean, maybe they can pop their joints, but it's coming from like ceiling. So he's like, okay, all right, whatever. But was, what was clear was that their older sister, Lee, if you remember, they had their older sister, their older sister, Lee, was quite older. Like she could have been there. Mom, their, their mom, yeah. Like there was an age gap there. Wow. Um, their older sister Lee saw an opportunity. Now remember, we were talking about the Second Great Awakening. Things were getting all freaky and weird, and new religions were popping up. And at the time, in the 1840s, uh, mesmerism was the rage. Now, interestingly enough, uh, the Mesmerism is actually named after 18th century Austrian uh, hypnotist, healer, Aston Mesmer. Oh, so I, I, I always thought that mesmerism was like a word for something, but just literally his last name. It's always someone's oh. last name. Yeah. That's cool. I never knew that. Uh, Mesmer's ideas had spread through uh, the Burned Over District, which is that upstate around Rochester area. Uh, in the 1840s, and mesmerists and seers were popping up all over the place, claiming to heal all sorts of different things by placing patients into trances. Um, 
basically the mesmerists believed that uh, your body could be healed through electromagnetic fluids that were transmitted from your body. Uh, I don't, I can't argue with it. I'm not a science guy 100%, but sounds cool to me. I think that reminds me of when, like, remember when all the baseball players, and I feel like baseball players and your dad, Tom, were wearing those, like, copper necklaces. Yeah, my dad was, my dad would. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I block a lot of things out about my dad. (laughs) But um, he probably was. Or, yeah, I had a buddy of mine who had one of those, and he was just like, okay. Fucking push against my arm while I wear this bracelet. <laughs> Dude. And, and you the push, brain. and then they're just like, now I'm going to take it off. Yeah, all the iron is getting sucked out of my blood, and it just hangs out of my wrist. So I get extra hard Hulk arm. Yeah. Those, so what you're telling me is that those are bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> well, like I said, I'm not 100% science, man. So Yeah, yeah I don't know anything about science. I just know when I need an HDMI cable, guys. I'm a simple <laughs> science man. Uh, one, of the, one of the top mesmerists at the time was, and I just caught, thought this was kind of funny, was a guy named the Poughkeepsie Seer from Poughkeepsie, okay. New York. Uh, his name was Andrew Jackson Davis. Uh, but yeah, he, That's he, confusing. Yeah, the Poughkeepsie Seer would go around and, oh my God, your fluids are all out of whack. Um, That's cool. <laughs> I had a, I did have a quack doctor once who uh, was like talking to my liver and stuff. Like she put my arm up, like while I was laying down, and she was like, "Hold it here," and then she would like whisper something to my liver and go like, "Do you do you need less protein?" In your diet? And then she'd push my arm and she'd be like, one, two, three, four. She's like, yeah, you should cut down your protein a little bit. It's like, oh. <laughs> what the fuck? It was crazy. Did she like, did she like wave crystals over you and like give you a butt plug? She didn't, no, so she didn't, but she might as well. I would have <laughs> felt better if she was throwing crystals at me. I would have felt way better. <laughs> How's I, your liver doing? I, I'm assuming fantastic. Basically, I'm alive still. So. so it works. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta have a good have a good heart to heart with your liver after a good night drinking. Yeah, she wanted to. Sign, I don't know. She's like, my mom was like, "Yeah, we're gonna take you to a doctor." I was like, "I don't even feel bad." I think I was. I think I was about twenty. You need to get that checkup. Yeah, never went yeah. back to that dumb bitch. Yeah. I haven't been to a doctor in a while. Probably should go. To <laughs> so. Well, the older sister Lee, the older sister Lee convinced her mom to allow Maggie and Kate to start holding séances in the in Rochester, which was a big city up there. Uh and of course, these séances were for a fee cuz you know, you can't get this service for free. You're talking to ghosts. Well, I mean, it's your time, you know. Yeah. Um now keep in mind at this time Maggie is 15, Kate's 13. I think I mentioned that. Um, let's talk about Lee for a little bit. So Lee, her f- full name at the time was Lee Fox Fish. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. So her first husband, Mr. Fish had died, um, while living in Rochester. Uh, they had a daughter together, uh, and Lee supported her daughter, Lizzie, by working as a piano teacher. Um, Because there was a lot of rich people in Rochester with all the booming lumber and all that shit. 
So she already kind of had some connections to the well-to-do citizens in Rochester as one of their hires, you know, to give their kids piano lessons. Okay. Um, so when Lee, when Lee moved Maggie and Kate in with her, um, she completely cast aside her daughter, Lizzie Fish, uh, who was 16 at the time. Uh, so when they first started holding seances, he w- she would like berate her daughter and be like, you're scaring the ghost off, you stupid idiot, dumb bitch. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, mom. She would have been yeah. into it. She's a 16 year old girl. It's probably the yeah. only thing she talked about. I know, right? They love talking about astrology and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Ghosts and uh, what is Sagittarium? So so she quickly uh, pawns off Lizzie to some relatives that live in like a different town. So Lizzie's kind of out of the picture for now. And it's just it's just the three Fox sisters. It's Lee, Maggie and Kate. It's kind of fucked because you're just going to throw your daughter away. It doesn't matter. this is the 1800s. Yeah, everyone did that. Life means yeah. very little back then. No iPhones. Now, mm. Yeah. Now, Maggie and Kate's first few seances were not attracting too much of a crowd. Um, so they started to get a little bit more creative. Things like the table moving or elements of that mesmerism where they'd go into a trance and all this shit. Because uh, remember, before this, it was just knockings. There'd just be knockings all over the house. And now they're, they're like, oh. Was yeah. it, is it like, an act? Or are they like actually being possessed? Or I think they're actually getting possessed. They have to be. I mean, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Well, we don't talk fake shit on the show. Well, this is like, come on. Uh, Mike, you've been here before. I'm, I'm sorry. Jeez, you guys are yelling at me. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just cough. It's fucking, I'm dying or something. I got like COVID three. <laughs> COVID three. It's uh, not COVID. So I tested lucky... for it. I'm negative, but that's fine. It's yeah. uh, it's the it's the allergies. I don't even care. I'm a warrior. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> so lucky, lucky for Lee and the Fox girls, their next door neighbors were Amy and Isaac Post. Now these. This couple were two famous anti-slavery, pro-women's right, um, rights, radical Quakers. So they were very well established, you know, the extreme liberals of, the, of Rochester. Yeah, okay. they ate their oatmeal off of skateboards. So that's pretty you know cool. Saying? They moved yeah, barns. Yeah. Oh, that's Amish, never mind. Same thing. I think Quakers probably also built barns at some point. No, I'm saying, they, you ever seen Amish people move a barn? Yeah, that's cool. Pretty nice. Dude, you know what's crazy about the Amish is that they're actually using cell phones now. All right, so it's not they're not Amish anymore. No, they they they've like deemed they have these like meetings and they're like, all right, what technologies do we actually need to do? You know, like so like now they have like cell phones and like TVs, computers. I'm sure they don't have TVs though. They if you have, have a computer, TVs. that's a TV. <laughs> not everyone knows that. That's uh, true. Especially if you're Amish. Little uh, jo- Josiah is going to be like on X videos. Why are the haircuts that way? Why are they all, they're all, they're all, like Amish people only have bad haircuts. That's good to them. It's not. <laughs> you would think if they had all that time, they'd have like banging fades and shit. They're too busy farming or something. Just like, I don't know, shave your head or let it grow out and get messy. Like they all have the bangs cut. Like yeah. it's a, it's a cool look. If it's intentional, but yeah, they, you know, that's culture. 
I guess so. Yeah, it's their culture. Maybe. Uh, uh, I, I, I no, they're got. dumb. Yeah, I never got it. It's probably a lot of incest going on. Do you think they listen to podcasts now because they have cell phones? They're, I, definitely Ooh. their kids do. There's no way. Wow. Uh, if any Amish are listening to this, get the word out. Your hair looks gay as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But give me some oatmeal or something, and we'll, you can come on the show. Those are Quakers. Yeah. Those Quakers? Oh, yeah. I always get, I'm sorry, I get confused. It's fine. It's really fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, as I mentioned, Rochester, New York was a uh, hotbed for abolitionists and suffragettes. So, Lee knew that if she could win over the, post, the posts, uh, she would have a big audience for her Fox sisters. Now, Isaac Post had heard about the hauntings in Hydesville, but wasn't really buying it. Uh, but since they were neighbors, him and his wife decided to go do a seance with Maggie and Kate. Um, at first, the Post didn't hear any of the rappings, uh, but then they came back a few days later with a seance with just Kate. They heard all sorts of knockings all over their apartment. Um, and building on David Fox's method, Isaac was able to develop a way for spirits to spell out letters in the alphabet so you could have very, very, very slow conversations. Like Morse code? Yes, like Morse code. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it was Morse code or letters? Well, Morse like, code, what? you Mo- can spell things out with... Morse code is letters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. I, gu- I guess it is, but I thought it was like... Uh, you're right, never mind, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like them like with it, the thing, like like listening to Morse code, like it, it's talking, but that wasn't even invented then, right? That actually was, yeah. It was? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Those, was, those had been around for a while, right? Well, it's right around this time that Morse code and telegraphs are coming out, so. I thought it was like the 1870s or something, that shit came nope. into play. Wow. I'm thinking even earlier, yeah, telegra- no, telegraphs I think were early 1800s. Well, this, oh, this. Time the 1840s, early 1850s is when it's really being implemented, and they're putting out mm-hmm. the lines for it. You know, wow. So to pay by the word, really? Yeah, probably. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's like T9, Mike. It's like Boost Mobile. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that exactly. Uh, so with the posts on board, they were converted. They were like, oh, the ghost is here. The uh, Fox sisters' fame spread like wildfire through the abolitionists and suffrage, women's suffrage groups in Rochester. They held a seance for Victoria Woodhull, who would become the first woman to run for president in 1872. Oh, wow. Suck that, Hillary. And, his, and also a seance for her vice president ticket, none other than Frederick Douglass. That's a tall order back then. What, Freddie D and and Victoria? Well, I'm saying, you know, you can't you can't overwhelm the uh, the simple minded. Were you calling Frederick Douglass the simple minded? No, I'm saying that people. You're, oh, you have everyone a, else. You have no, yeah. I'm saying you have a a a woman as president and on and Frederick Douglass, a black man. Yeah, back in 1850s, running for like that's crazy. Seven back yeah. then, you know. Yeah, that is pretty bold. It's very aggressive for the time period. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. As someone who uh, does a history podcast and barely remembers anything that we talk about, I know that one. 
that that's yeah. strange for the time. No, Fre- Frederick Douglass is like honestly the man, and I just found it crazy. <laughs> it was very weird that he went to a seance with the Fox sisters. Um, and this was actually so Frederick Douglass in the late 1840s uh, took a trip to Great Britain. And this is like kind of where he developed like, wow, I can go into a store and no one's like, get out of here, black guy. You know, and so then he comes back and he actually moves to Rochester and he starts a newspaper called the North Star. And that's the year that he goes and sees the Fox sisters. There you go. So he's printed the truth. Yeah. Um, so he found it amazing, but he was, and he became like an ally to the spiritualists, but he didn't really buy it because he's a smart dude, you know? Sure. Sure. He, he became an ally, but didn't buy it. Yeah. Like many allies today. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. So for the remainder of the, of the year into 1849, the seances got more and more elaborate. Because, you know, you can't just have wrappings. Um, instruments started playing themselves. themselves. Oh. Um, gas lights would dim and flicker. And even a comb flew out of a lady's hair. Oh, my God. Hmm. Like, whoa, what's going on, dude? Damn. And that's all legit? No smoke and mirrors? No smoke and mirrors. This is straight ghosts. Fuck, I'm going to have to get a nightlight on my way home. <laughs> yeah. Sleep with the door open. Leave that door cracked. Now, now uh, people would come in and ask the spirits all sorts of things, including business advice. What? A, how do I save my business? I'm trying to sell pillows with hay in it. <laughs> <laughs> the market is flooded right now. That's what the ghost told me. Lots of people putting hay in sacks. <laughs> Uh, Maggie and Kate would go into trances and they'd channel the deceased. So they'd do like, you know, be like, I'm the ghost of your dead kid. Blah. Um, Legit. Now, uh, they always seemed, the, the crowd always kept coming back because it was interesting that their responses were very, like, intimate. Things that, like, people wouldn't know about their loved ones. That's pretty freaky. So. People were like, wow, if they knew that, what else do they know? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so in one case, uh, the case of the Granger family, uh, the uh, Clark Granger was a Methodist pastor, uh, and he found the seance to be insulting. But due to interest from his wife, they continued to go to more and more seances. Uh, Kate was able to channel uh, their dead child, Henrietta, and Clark eventually came around and became a spiritualist and a steady flow of income to the Fox sisters. Wow. Imagine flipping that circumstance, and instead of it being a seance, it's a strip club. (laughs) Your wife finds this insulting. This is the well, term he found it insulting. Well, what I'm saying, you flip the yeah. circumstance, and so now, you, like, so your wife joins the strip club, and everyone's happy and pays it. Well, somewhere in between, Mike, she becomes very familiar with candy and diamond, and they become friendly, and eventually, she's the one who starts going, "Hey, I'd love to go over there tonight," and you say, "Well, I guess so. I guess you're not insulted anymore, you dumb bitch." <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> now, there were still people out there being like, this is bullshit, right? And, like, there's a lot of people out there. Like, this is bullshit. These girls aren't talking to the dead. I don't know what they're doing. They're probably just ah, hitting the wall or something. Maybe there's a guy. Maybe they got something underneath their dress. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh... The Post family was like, all right, these girls are legit, and we will prove it. So they rented out Corinthian Hall in Rochester and told the public that anyone could attend and try to debunk the girls. Uh, How did the girls take it? They were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, they're like, Let, let's do it. Let's do it. And this is going to be a multi. This is like a festival, right? This is going to be a multi-day event. Right, they got festival. They're going to get a bracelet for it, right? Someone's going to open the event. <laughs> Some fucking hardcore band you never heard of with a synthesizer. They actually did have a magician open. That's cool. <laughs> nice. Houdini. Yeah, yeah. uh, he was later no, on, he... and he hated these people. Really? Yeah, so oh. I, I was going to get this kind of at the end of this little series, but I didn't even write it in. But Houdini actually talked about the Fox sisters um, post-mortem. You know, they, they had been long dead after Houdini, but yeah. Um, so on November 13th, 1849, uh, for the price of 25 cents or 50 cents for a gentleman and two ladies. <laughs> Which mm. I like that. Hey. Bring two chicks. You get 50 cents. Well, I mean, you get more gullible. Yeah. You fill out the seats with less skeptics. Yeah. So for that price, uh, the the Fox sisters were going to do their first public seance, and it went down. Kate, she was too young. She was spared the stage, but it was Lee and Maggie that would go up there and on stage and show how the wrappings work. Uh, and so they they had a packed house at this Corinthian hall, and the audience heard all types of like knocks and raps emanating from all different parts of this this theater, and uh, there were some gasps. Uh, people were shocked. They were you know making a whole commotion. And also, you think back in the nineteenth century, crowds were a lot more rowdy. You know, the, sure. You know, the, there was no security like, to like calm everyone down. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I think we talked about this a uh, long time ago when we did Shakespeare, right? Like, even that was that was longer ago. But like, crowds would make noise and they jeer and they, you know, it wasn't like you're going to see Spider Man two and you're like someone says, "Watch out, Spider Man!" You're like, "Shut the fuck!" Shut up. up. Yes, I hate um, that shit. Crowds mattered back then. Yeah. Now they don't. You could throw tomatoes. Probably. Everyone had tomatoes because everyone yeah. had a few bad tomatoes. It's true. There was a ton of press covering this event as well, including reporters from the New York Tribune, which was a paper owned by famous progressive le leader Horace Greenlee, who also would run for president at some point. Uh, he was like, Horace Greenlee was like the first Andrew Yang. <laughs> he just, he had a lot of money and he had like a bunch of weird progressive ideas. Oh. And yeah, and he, he ran. It's weird. Um, a horse running seems somehow a little more approachable. Yeah. Than Yang bucks. Everyone's going to get free Yang dollars. Yeah, Yang is fucking weird. What an idiot. He's progressive. Too progressive. We, yeah, we will return to Horace Greenlee, uh, but for all of the newly converted believers from this event, 
there were just as many questions coming from the skeptics. And as I said, this was like a festival event. It was multi-day. Um, so over the next few nights, uh, the, posts, uh, the Post family allowed skeptics to hold investigations. Um, some of them involved bringing Lee and Maggie into a separate room filled with just women where they would strip down and see if the noises continued. Uh, Maggie and Lee did so sobbing and were humiliated as they stripped down, but the noises <laughs> continued. I don't oh. feel bad for them. How could you feel bad for them? They're still making money. Yeah. And everyone's got to be like, I don't know what you got under that dress, dog. Oh, what? What? You're crying and, and are embarrassed while making a fortune? Yeah. That's... <laughs> I have yeah. emotions. That's like, that's like when these actresses cry for being like too like, rich. Well, yeah, like sexually exploited. So it's like this is the job. We're gonna strip you. We're gonna beat you up a little bit. We're gonna make your nipples hard when you don't want them to be. <laughs> I don't know. That's Hollywood. I don't. I, I don't work it. in that field. Yeah. I would. I don't condone that. But all I'm saying is, you cannot be surprised. Well, they were. Um. People were hold, trying to hold their feet down. Uh, the noises continued when they were holding their feet down because they thought they might have just been tapping on the floor. Right. But the noises kept coming. It was only when the girls were fully restrained that the noises stopped. Um, and the post, claim, the post family claimed, well, look what you've done to these poor women. Of course, the, the spirits are going to be like, I'm out of here. What are you doing to these? What are you doing to these girls? Right. It's a 15-year-old girl. Good point. That's true. Yeah. But it's just women, though. Um, the holding, the restraining was, like, in front of everyone. Oh. Uh, when they stripped naked, that was just in front of women. Oh, okay. That was for the whole yeah. crowd. No. Oh. They're just ladies. Um, so the, the sisters retreated from the public spotlight um, for the winter of 1849 to 1850 but they continued to hold private seances. And uh, skeptics continued to infiltrate their, their uh, private seances and, again, demanding them to strip down in front of, uh, you know, women. They, the men would leave, probably peeking through the little hole in the door. Um, but one interesting skeptic that I wanted to bring up was a Miss Mary B. Allen. So Mary B. Allen was one of Kate's former teachers, like uh, in, for grade school, and Miss Allen asked the spirit to spell out the word scissors. So the raps started coming in, and it spelled out S I S S E R S. Nice. That's yeah. how she spelled it on the spelling bee. When the rapping stopped, the teacher smiled and she said. Oh, that's the way Katie spelled scissors when she was a scholar in my school. Oh, <laughs> scholar. <laughs> that's a, that's a pleasant word. <laughs> um, so April of, April of 1850, the girls Maggie, Kate, and Lee, and their mother Margaret went on tour. It's time to go on tour. Got to sell them merch. Got to sell merch. You know, right? Sure. Tom, you, you've been, you were a touring man. We didn't sell any merch. No one liked us. <laughs> um, it seems at this point their dad, John, 
had just completely removed himself from this whole act. He doesn't really come up in the story ever again. He just hangs out with his son, David, and uh, he's like, all right, girls, do what you want to do. Like, I'm going to church. Yeah, I'm going to church. So the women traveled down the, the Erie Canal to Albany, um, and then they hopped on a ship down the Hudson to the Big Apple. Now, New York City meant even bigger audiences and even bigger wallets, more importantly. Well, of course. Well, you get spooked more if you have a bigger wallet. Yeah. Elon, Elon Musk is so spooked all the time. He's, he basically looks like uh, Shaggy when him and Scooby are walking down the hall. Well, look how scared he is. He's white, and he's South African. Does that even make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's scared stiff. Yeah, he's too smart. <laughs> he's too scared. He's he wants just... people to make more babies so the earth doesn't go away. Yeah, he's worried. <laughs> he's for for too little. He's worried. He needs to pay me if he wants me to worry. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, probably at, could. At this, at this point, the Fox sisters kind of had like a following of haters. And these haters were mainly wives and mothers starting to get up in arms that their husbands were attending private seances with the sisters. Uh-oh. Yeah. So you could imagine Lee was 25 years old. Uh, Maggie was 17. Oh, wait. I, I messed all these up. Lee, Lee was, like, in her late 20s. Maggie's 17. And Kate is, like, 14. Uh, so it was a bit scandalous to have three girls alone in a dark room with their husbands while they moaned, uh, convulsed, and were removing clothes, uh, you know, to prove their authenticity. This was, like, very scandalous. Do you think it was, like, a regular occurrence that there would be a one or two creeps in there, and as soon as he came, he just was like, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> I'm not even into this ghost shit. <laughs> oh my god, exoplasm! Yeah, it's just like, we just started. It's fine, I'm done. I've, I've examined all I need to examine. My I think God. that was like a big draw for some of these dudes, to be honest. Like, Probably, you know, they're yeah. all smoking, and like, the lights are dim. Because like, they do, with the mesmerism thing and the trances, like, there's a lot of claims that um, these mediums at the time, like, literally were just getting off in the room. And men were like, what is happening? I have never seen this before. I've never made love to a woman. I have had sex with my wife, but never <laughs> once seen her take pleasure. I must yeah. see this pleasure thing. And wife's at home going, well, I'm right here. You could. <laughs> you could. <laughs> just like, silence. It's 1850. It's not the same. I have ectoplasm as well. Yes, I have ectoplasm to dispense. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of that... uh. Maggie and Kate quickly took to the New York City high-life lifestyle. And not only did they pick up on their father's old love of alcohol, but they started getting into other drugs, specifically opium. Uh, Nice. (laughs) uh, And any other exotic thing they could get their hands on that passed through the New York City ports. Um... This also was a contentious point among the skeptics because a lot of them thought that the girls were just, like, secretly drugging their clients. You know, just, like, dropping shit into their coffee or Could beer be. or something. I'd go. 
Yeah, that yeah, sounds like a good not? time. You get free drugs out of this deal. And you yeah. see naked chicks. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's I only want to see like the one in her 20s. Yeah. The yeah. Other, that's well, illegal. 20, yeah, that other one's weird. Yeah, yeah. Other stuff is illegal. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. Um, what did you say? That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you meant. No, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you're good. You're this, this is Connor, by the way. It's not, it's not Mike. It's still Connor. Yeah, it's still, it's still Connor. Connor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, as I mentioned, the, uh, I talked about the owner of the New York Tribune, Horace Greenlee. Um, so when the girls were in New York, Horace and his wife, Mary, tracked them down. Um, and with uh, Horace was a bit skeptical at the time. <sighs> Uh, but his wife, again, his wife really wanted to have the seance because uh, she wanted them to contact their five-year-old son who had died. His name was Picky. Uh, he had died of cholera. So she's like, oh, I would love to talk to Picky again. What is Picky short for? Maybe Picket? I, I don't know. Picket Fence. Yeah, my name is Picket Fence. P i k i t f e n t s picket fence. <laughs> now Hor- Horace wasn't uh, quite sure um, that the girls were really doing their thing, um, but his wife was so racked with grief over Picky that he Horace eventually actually did come around, um, and mo. mo- mainly to appease his wife, but also out of his own curiosity to kind of get to the bottom of it. Uh, he offered Kate a, uh, to like, he offered Kate to live with the Horace, uh, Horace Greenlee and his wife. And she would receive a like first rate education, something that the Fox sisters never would have attained, you know? Right. Even though they're, they're getting paid, but they still have to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he asked the Fox family if they would be interested in giving uh, or having Kate live with him and his wife. She'd receive the best education. Uh, Mama Fox was like, absolutely. Uh, so Kate moves in with the Greenleys in their sprawling estate located in Bucolic, uptown Manhattan. Remember, oh, wow. uptown is like farms. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. The only catch was that Kate was now Mary Greenlee's personal seance monkey, holding seances for her and her friends uh, sh- to show off Kate's skills or do whatever she wanted. Um, and it was interesting. During this time period, Horace Greenlee actually coined the term modern spiritualism. So he was the guy that came up with the whole term modern spiritualism. Okay, it's good. It's good to know. So, even though Kate is 13 years old, uh, she or 14 years old, she's already got the New York City party bug in her. Remember, she's smoking opium. She's, like, drinking every night. So, living with the stuffy, grieving Greenleys, uh, she was not very happy. She actually wrote to Maggie about how morbid Mary w- was. She said... Oh, I hate her. I have cried myself almost sick. Oh, why did I leave mother? She's like, got tablecloths with skulls on them. <laughs> like Hot Topic things. Is sad about Picky all day. That's what Picky used to do, she would say. 
He Joe, you, I, I, the way you drink that water, it's just like Picky used to do. My dead son. <laughs> he died. Picky. Five years Pick ago. Picket fence. He loved going to Hobby Lobby and picking out the phrase uh, signs. You know, I was watching you take a bath the other day, and I can't help but notice you do it just like Picky. <laughs> you got the same body as Picky. Yeah. I love uh, it. So eventually this got around to their mom, Margaret, and she's like, I got to get my kid out of here, out of there. She's, you know, hates living with the Greenleys. But Lee, uh, who knew that the education and the connections that Kate would acquire with the elites uh, was the edge she needed to whore her way to a rich husband. So she convinced their mother to leave her there um, and just be like, yeah, I know she hates it, but she's staying with all right. Um, Lee did this on multiple occasions. She was very much, she could easily manipulate her mother. And she kind of was very controlling over her younger sisters. <clears throat> um, so in the meantime, Maggie and Lee were, while Kate's away with the Greenleys, Maggie and Lee continued to tour uh, with a main focus around New York City gigs. Uh, there were bunch of angry mobs of skeptics and angry wives that would follow the tour around and, you know, berate the sisters. Uh, during one event in Troy, New York, supporters actually, uh, the supporters actually, like, were such in a mob state that, like, the uh, people putting on the show had to pull out pistols on the crowd of skeptics and physically hoist the two sisters into the venue for protection. Oh, wow. That's yeah. intense. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine being that skeptical of something? I mean, they, they're probably bored back then. Like, I am so skeptical that that these girls are singing without auto-tune. I'm going to go fucking <laughs> rip their heads off at America's Got Talent. I'm going to be outside there going, you didn't even write the song. <laughs> Well, it, it's 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 a it's a combination of skepticism, but also like blasphemy. Remember, these people are really religious. Oh right, yeah. So like they're talking part. with devil spirit people. Have you ever seen them spooky gods talk to Satan and shit? Hate it. That's some yeah. of the worst. Yeah, they only got like YouTube or like something else to focus on, so they're gonna like hyper focus on this shit. Pornography. They didn't have that really back then. I mean, yeah. they did. Yeah, like a drawing, maybe. Yeah, one drawing. That's all you would yeah, get. Yeah, it gets old after a while. Yeah, you got. Well, then you got to add you a gotta dick to it. You got to come back to it. To it. Yeah, no, yeah. You got <laughs> to add a dick to that drawing and then. A little beard action. Yeah. All right, maybe we can work with this. Ooh. You got to take so, a break, come back. So that's what they did. They, you know, they take a big break from jerking it to go accuse these bitches of lying. <laughs> all right. I buy it. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> go, go with it. So Lee eventually got married again to her second husband, uh, Calvin Clay, oh. in, in uh, 1851. So now she was officially Lee Fox Fish Clay. Fish Clay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I nice. thought you were going to say Klein. I was like, oh, no way. Fish Klein? Uh, no, Calvin Klein. That's oh. who she was married to. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin Lame. I would have married another fish guy. Yeah. Tuna? And the trout. Fish fish. Yeah. Yeah, trout. Salmon. Yeah. Uh, and so when she got married to Clay, Clay was actually already sick. Clay. 
when they got married. So she brought her daughter back from exile, wherever the hell she was, to nurse her new stepfather back to health. Give me a sponge bath, darling, please. This is your new dad. Now make him better. (laughs) And if he grabs you, I don't want to hear it. I barely like you as is. sick. Come on. Deal with it. (laughs) So Kate was eventually released from her wardship with the Greenleys. And shortly after, in 1851, Lee and her new family bought a a large brownstone on uh, uh, 78 uh, West 26th Street in Manhattan. I think that's close to where Houdini was at. I mean, that was, it probably also was like $7. And that's probably like, uh, you know, like seven hundred million. million. Yeah, <laughs> if you had any kind of money coming in, you'd have to save for for a week to get a house. Yeah, <laughs> a week uh, is like two weeks. Two weeks, maybe two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So sisters Maggie and Kate and their mother would follow Lee to New York, sh- New, York New York City shortly after. So they're all living in New York now because that's where the big bucks are. New York. So this apartment, 78 West 26th Street, would be the new location for all of the Fox sisters' private seances. Uh, And if you remember uh, from last week, uh, oh, I don't, I I don't actually, I don't think I actually remembered that. I don't think I talked about that. Um, But so Kate had a spirit guide. Did I tell you about Kate's spirit guide? No. was, Was it a deer? Uh, so we have we've talked about spirit guides before, where you know there's a specific uh, soul that kind of contacts the medium, and that soul helps like redirect them to other ghosts, right? Or you know, so like it's like their go between, right? It's the tour guide, the tour guide. So Kate, and this happened upstate. Can you guess who her spirit guide was? Um, it's a hell of a, I don't know, George Washington. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> Definitely yeah. a founder. Yeah. So Kate, for whatever reason, Benjamin Franklin would show up and he would like give people advice on business and Wait. like help them connect with. What's uh, up? What, Benjamin he? Franklin's been dead for 50 something years at this point. Yeah. 60 years. Um. Yes, I was saying. Yeah, it's a spirit guide, Mike. Uh, like, so she contacts Benjamin Franklin, of all people. Not some distressed... I thought it was actually Benjamin Franklin that was with her. No, he, she contacts one of history's smartest perverts. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would and do. Who, who is willing to give random people advice. Yeah. Shit. And connect them with other dead people. Okay. What so do you think? Got- oh, that's pretty cool. He was like, I'm on my way to inventing the telephone. I have to do it here in the ghost world. I'm going to ring that guy up for you. I appreciate it, Benji. Mm-hmm. You want uh, to talk he... to Christopher Columbus? No. He he's... speaks Italian, so good luck. I want some of those bills are on, though, Benjamin. Yeah. That's, so... ben... right? That's Ben Franklin, right? Yeah. Yep. But God what's in... Damn it. Yeah, what's, what's interesting about Ben Franklin is, uh, like I mentioned, he was upstate with her, but he must have took, taken uh, Spirit Airlines down to New York City. Oh, God. <laughs> I do sometimes think about killing myself. <laughs> what do you think the last thought is before you kill yourself? This better be Oops. good. 
Is my domino oops, still oops. coming? Oh, is do the... you think when do you think when you kill yourself you get like the uh, the dominoes like are your pizza ready thing like you know while your spirit's moving? Yeah, but it's lying to you the whole time. It's just like <laughs> how when is your cab to heaven gonna take you out of this uh, limbo. out of limbo? Turns out never, never. I don't know why you said that. Uh, the Taco Bell bell just rang in my head. Like when you said Domino's tracker, I thought of Domino's bell. I'm gonna go get like, Taco Bell dong. after this. <laughs> Live Moss. Live Mass. Ah, uh, they couldn't do Le- Viva Moss. That would be uh, like yeah, too li- much li- to li- ask moss. of the audience to <laughs> man, like put this together. Viva Mass. <laughs> the fuck? What are these fucking Puerto Ricans talking about? I don't know, but I like the chicken quesadilla. Number seven combo. They are good. Uh, speaking of combos, bring us back to Benjamin Franklin and these little girls. So by 1852, uh, Maggie and Kate had their fair share. Remember, these are like teenage girls. They've had their fair share of crushes. Sure. You know, right. You know, this is prime time for heartthrobs. Um, oh, I guess. So, they, they, so Maggie is 19 and Kate's 15. Uh, both of them were super portrayed by the media and these angry wives as super sexual temptresses, uh, based on their line of work. Who's the pervert uh, now, though? Sincerely. Yeah, right? These dirty housewives. So, Kate had had a long-time romance by letter, so, like, a text, you know, like, long-distance relationship with a man who was in his 30s when she was 14. Uh, that never really came to anything. The guy, kudos to him, was like, I don't know, uh, you're 14. <laughs> yeah, half my age, I'm going to think about it. I've talk- sobered up. I've stopped but- drinking gin for a week. Yeah, now, but now he'd be a groomer. Now he'd be a straight, like, Crystalia. <laughs> be a pop punk band. Uh, but Maggie was about to fall hardcore for a man. So in October of 1852, while touring Philly, an Arctic explorer, author, and lecturer named Isha Kent, Isha Kent Kane uh, went to one of Maggie's seances and was completely enamored by her mysterious beauty. Wow. Just haunted beauty. Yeah. Mesmerized. <laughs> so if the Fox sisters were the originators of modern spiritualism, Kane was the um, originator of modern simping. <laughs> oh, it got there? Yes. We're, that's awesome. Because although Kane didn't believe in the wrappings or spirits, I mean, it's kind of like a guy who like couldn't give a t- two shits about an e-girl and her astrology readings. You know, he continued to attend the seances and, like, write her love letters and all this fucking shit. Just became, like, super, super stalker kind of guy. And he's also in his 30s, but, you know, she's 19, so whatever. Totally fine. Yeah. They're, they all die young. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so Lee, who's basically the manager of the Fox sisters, eventually got wise to these love letters and clandestine meetings between Kane and Maggie and did her best to stop the romance, uh, mainly because Kane was telling Maggie to quit sp- the spiritualism non- nonsense and that he would pay for her to get a proper 
education and eventually marry her. And why not just marry her? Well, we'll find out. Make him feel better about well, it. Well, I'm saying, like, what what's the education for? What are you gonna do? That's a good question. They always, why always they always bring up education? Like they're gonna teach them something. I don't know. It's like, what did you actually learn? <laughs> There's 14 elements on the periodic table because <laughs> it's 1840. Mercury, right, iron, yes. asbestos. Yes, it's a little bizarre. Grass has names called Kentucky. <laughs> like, great, awesome. I have an education. I can do math. I don't even have a fucking TI eighty nine. Yeah, do the abdicus. Yeah, I gotta use the beads. You know what? Do it for fun at home. It's cool. It's pretty. It's pretty nice. The romance between Kane and Maggie continued for years. Kane would send Maggie lingerie and other gifts. And by lingerie, I I was looking this up. It's like. Uh, the ruffly shit that goes underneath your uh dress that like goes up to your collar. Oh right, yeah. So like thirteen pounds of fabric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scandalous. Um, and all with these promise, all with these promises of taking Maggie away from the life of constantly touring and doing seances for hor- horny old men and religious whack jobs. Maggie's mom was not too keen on Mr. Kane as well. Uh, she tried to discourage Kane from uh, his advances towards her daughter. So Kane doubled down and started writing love letters to Kate. <laughs> nice. Starting a si- uh, sibling rivalry between Kane and Maggie. Eventually, Kate saw through what Kane was trying to do and didn't bite for the passes. Um, but this tactic made Maggie fall even harder for Kane. Oh, you're writing letters to my sister. That's fucking hot. <laughs> Why aren't you writing me any letters? Yeah. yeah. Wait, you're writing both of those letters? You, you could write me twice as many letters and her less? Fuck it up. Please? Please? <laughs> I love letters. Dude. Imagine writing a letter nowadays. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how do you spell scissor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, New York City, 1853, Kane and Maggie were pretty much an item. Kane was showing her around all the different schools in Manhattan that she could attend if she left spiritualism. They would sneak off on dates. Um, and this was kind of the start, almost one of the original tabloid sensations. Because the mid-19th century into the late 19th century... This whole idea of, like, celebrities kind of came around. It really wasn't a thing before that. I mean, yeah, they were, like, influencing popular people, but um, the newspapers were starting to, like, follow around what they call, you know, celebrities for the first time. Right. Interesting. The only thing was was that Kane was not pulling the trigger and proposing to Maggie, and... He would not bring her around to meet his wealthy Presbyterian parents, who are very well-to-do. Well, you said they were wealthy, so yeah. we know. Yeah. But imagine those newspaper headlines. What are they saying? Uh, He's afraid of no mountains, and she's afraid of no ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, shit. I guess they were, they were dying for anything back then to sell something. Like, I'm fucking poor as shit. Well, look, they're, they're still selling nothing now. That's true. Like, it's just you, evolved over time. Yeah, it's the same shit. 
It's like he is a rapper, and her mother married a lawyer, and now they're <laughs> number one in America. They did it. They are more more important than the president. The and National think, Choir is pretty pretty important. I believe that they've accomplished far more than the Fox sisters. <laughs> um, so she would beg and beg and beg to meet them, and Kane was like, "You know what? I'll do something even better for you. You can live with my aunt and uncle, the Turners, out in the country, and I'll totally introduce you to my parents soon." That's so weird. She's like, "I already have a place to live." What are you talking about? I just want to meet your parents. She's like, ah, oh, I have something better. You can live with my aunt and uncle. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. You don't well, creep. He's like a weird dad. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's old enough to be. But. I, I have this awesome uncle. Now, he gets really drunk and says the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and he, uh, he thinks that everyone's his brother, Randy. <laughs> but besides that, he's fucking awesome. Let you play video games all night. It'd be good. It's no bedtime. <laughs> Dude, he's got like such low latency. You'll be getting headshots. Yeah. <laughs> My aunt makes sweet cream pies. <laughs> so Maggie is pretty much getting like gaslit up right now. And Kane's kind of passing her off like a side piece kind of thing going on. Oh, but- so he just, he's just using her? A little bit, yeah. But he's I mean, like, I, he's controlling that. He's she's just a side piece. Yeah, well, and also he's afraid because his parents are so religious, like with like Presbyterianism, that like he's kind of oh, afraid. Oh, they like, ruin the image. Yeah, or, like, he's kind of them. afraid. Like, oh, uh, you're my 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 uh, son is dating this weird psychic lady. You know, like he doesn't uh, want to introduce them because they're so like religious, and they'll, they'll think that he it's like blasphemy or something like that. Right. It um, is. Yeah. But uh, Kane would not really have to worry about doing this gaslighting and, and all this shit because Maggie's off with the Turners. And as I mentioned earlier, Kane is an Arctic explorer. So, and he's has to go off to the Arctic and explore. Uh, so Kane set sail May 30th, May 30th, 1853, on the Advance, the ship at the Advance for the Arctic in search for the open polar sea. So at the time, people believed that there was some like mysterious, like mysterious warm water ocean smack dab in the middle of like the Antarctic caps above Greenland, like some oasis thing. Like, Oh, look, the Bahamas are actually up there. Santa Claus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what I had to go do. Let's find Basically. Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> Bam Margera tried it. Failed. It's pretty far. Mm. Yeah. So, that, so fi- ah, finding cool this... job. Fuck, though. Yeah. Finding this o- ocean was half his own ambition, but he also was using this as a rescue mission for the lost crew of Sir John Franklin and his famous ships, the HMS Terror and HMS Erebus. I don't know if you've heard of the. They actually just found the HMS terror. Uh, terror like, yeah, I think I heard about that because of the global warming. Ago. Yeah, because it all melted and shit. Yeah, it, it's like this very famous expedition where they went off into the Arctic oh. and no one heard about them before. And I think I think it was a few years ago where they, like Arctic scuba diver archaeologists, found the terror. Finally. What a weird like job to be an Arctic 
scuba diving archaeologist. Cool. I wish yeah. that was my job. It's kind of cool, but what kind of archaeology are you really looking for? I mean, yes, we have idiots in a boat. But idiots beyond in that, boats from a long time ago. They're like, yeah. oh, what is this fucking shit over here? I'm not saying there's nothing, but like, who's like, that's where I want to be. Like, really rich people. Wouldn't you want nothing else to do? Wouldn't you want to be like down in the Bermuda Triangle? That would be cool too. Like, why? Yeah, what's? I've never been there. There's got to be treasure in there. Yeah, those are all the up there up north. It's just cold people and tin cans. Lots of shorts and Bermuda for doubloons and shit down in Florida. Yeah, that's what (laughs) I would do. I mean, like, because I'm looking up history, but I'm also trying to get filthy rich. When you go up north, you might find a little history, but it's on ice and there's no wealth to it. You're just it's a money pit. That's when you're rich. You do that shit. You're like, I got enough money. The cool thing about the terror. Yeah, the cool thing about f- when they found the terror is that it was pretty much, like, preserved because it was so cold. So there's, like, boat, you know. That's like pretty when they sick, find, actually. Yeah, when they find the ships down in the Caribbean, it's usually just, like, the the metal parts of where they attached it. But this was, like, preserved, sunk, like, above, wow. you know, Antarctica, you know, above uh, Greenland. Were there a bunch of people there, like... Frozen like iced cubes, Ooh, yeah. shaking I hands. Think, like I think they did actually yeah. <laughs> find uh, some bodies too. Yeah. That's crazy. They were all just perfectly cubed up, right? Yeah. What? I well, this shit oh, like wow. happened in the 1840s. So like, and the ship was preserved. You know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. So uh, so you got th- this guy Kane going up there to find these ice cube men. Yeah. <laughs> so so Kane was convinced that Franklin and his crew were alive. Uh, even though he had already searched for HMS Terror aboard the um, gr- uh, Grinnell Expedition in 1850 and 1851, they had come up with nothing. Uh, but he had petitioned over and over and over again in 1853. He was granted permission to do so. So off he went, and Maggie is dangling in the wind, her love off on a dangerous mission. But at least... Kane paid for her to get German lessons so she so she could, in quotes, write naughty things to me in German, and I would be none the wiser. <laughs> oh, der Poltergeist ist mich liebedisch. Mmm. <laughs> Second D. What, what, what was it, Gruber Schmitzen? The, uh, Wiener Schnitzel? No, it's the other one in uh, Blazing Saddles. You know? oh. It's not a real thing. They're just talking about black guy's cock. But they're they're using a very funny German way of saying it. It's a great. Have you not seen that I've movie? I've never seen that movie. No, no. Ah, oh, it's a great movie. It's Where one of the finest. women at? It's great. <laughs> so much fun. Um, What's it called? Blazing Saddles? Yeah. Very good. Yes. Um, so Kane's expedition was not smooth sailing. Two of his men died of scurvy within the first few months, and there was talks of mutiny. Uh, they decided to winter in Greenland at a small base up there before sailing further and further north throughout 1854. Uh, they actually traveled the furthest north than any other explorer had traveled up until that point. Wow. Uh, but there was a cost, because in August of 1854, the ship, the Advance, got stuck in the ice. So I don't even ad- feel bad. What's up? I, I just don't feel bad. Once again, you're asking for it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know you're getting into, I guess. Yeah. You signed up for it. Yeah, it's like going clamming in, like, sneakers. 
You know, those like, are getting lost in the mud. You're going to lose those sneakers in the mud. It's like f having free range boa constrictors in your house and you get eaten. Like, I don't care <laughs> where you stand morally with these boa constrictors. You deserved it. <laughs> it, it ate your head. <laughs> That's true. So the advance moves literal inches a day as the crew tried to free it from the ice. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, nearly a uh, nearly a full year. The crew was stranded was stranded in the desolate <laughs> Arctic. That fucking blows! Holy yeah. shit! Uh, the men slowly uh, slipping away and succumbing to the cold. Um, and there was actually an experience where you know I said uh, Kane didn't really believe in uh, spiritualism or anything, but they were uh, huddling around a fire next to the ship. And he saw these weird green ghosts appear over the ship, fluttering around. And uh, woo. Oh. But then he later, when he got back, he was like, I was probably just going insane. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did get back then. Yeah. So on May, on May 20th, 1855, Kane abandoned the ship with what little crew remained. And they made a. Uh, 83 day march, more than a thousand miles down the coast of Greenland to a small Arctic village. Wow. Yeah. 83 day march. Yep. There ain't nothing else to do for 83 days. I guess so. Just, just walk. Yeah. Damn. Just walk. So that's, that's holy. Let's think back back to that time. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, Tom, you should there, just oh, walk to village next time. That would be dumb as hell. How long? <laughs> How long, how how many miles was that track? Ten thousand, you said. It said over a thousand miles. I don't oh. know exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would. You would never catch me dead walking more than a day, <laughs> anywhere. And by a day, I mean like an hour. How do you know you're going in the right direction? Uh, and I mean Disney World. That's. I would walk an hour around Disney World. It's tiring after That's about a while. It. After that, I'm stopping. But Maybe at least you can go to Epcot and get some drinks. Go on Space Mountain. Yeah. Pass out. Let's do that. But you guys visit me in Savannah Let's when go. I own that. You know, no timeline, guys. I'm taking my sweet fucking time. But when we're down there, I'm only four hours away from Disneyland. Listen, world. We're, we're, we're going to fucking, the uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's going to be awesome. It was pretty dope last time I went there. I'm going to lie. Disney's the best. I love Disney. Everything about it. We should join a Disney gang. We should. have those down there. We should sing, too. Yeah. I'll I want to dress it. up as um, the Brave Little Toaster. Do it. It Why is not? Disney. They own that. <laughs> yeah. I'll be uh, Fox and the Hound. Cool. Which one are you? Both? You're like Should a both. cat dog be version mixture, of Fox yes. and the Hound? I'll be the old lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> so while all this is unfolding, the Royal Admiralty, remember um, John Franklin, Sir John Franklin was British. They declared the captain and the crew of the HMS Terror officially dead. Uh, but while there's another search party out there, they had found a trail of supplies um, that they believed were from the crew of the Terror. And they had spoke to some local Inuits that recounted finding frozen men, frozen starved men, on their hunts for seals. Just these, like... like you know, gangly skeleton corpse people just frozen in the ice. 
Oh, that's kind of horrifying. It yeah, is. Right. Imagine the they probably had frostbite then too, right? I'm guessing. Uh, I would think it's safe to say. Yeah, yeah. No, there's probably been a bite on invented there. yet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you're just falling apart. You just you just got you just froze really slow. And you were there forever. You can actually thaw these guys out. Wow. Yeah. That and is they, cool. And they're back to life. They're like, where am I? No, what, Encino Man? Fucking Brendan Fraser? Yeah, it's the same shit. The fucking pool? Yeah, that's what the Inuits, they they have all, they have still have these guys. <laughs> they're passing them around their town. That, they're smoking <laughs> bits of their hair. That's fucking cool. Yeah. But but Maggie knew all this, right? I mean, she's a psychic. She can talk to the dead. She'd be like, yo, what up, dude? He ain't dead right? yet. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she was actually a complete wreck when she heard the news that Franklin was dead and she was worrying about Kane because she didn't know that they had made that march all the way down. But when the news came through that Kane was alive and returning to New York City by way of merchant ship in August of 1855, Maggie was ecstatic. And there were headlines in the newspaper that Kane was returning to tie the knot with Maggie Fox. That wasn't true, though. He wasn't even thinking about her, was she? Was he? <laughs> well, when he finally returned to New York Harbor, he didn't see Maggie for two full days. And when he appeared at her apartment, he was wearing his full naval uniform with a paper that he demanded she signed, and it was a document disclaiming their romantic relationship. <laughs> that is... That's harsh. What a big man thing to do. Yeah. You better sign this. We never liked each other. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she signed the document, uh, but then he later returned the next day, probably after he had shown it to the press, and asked for her to rip it up. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's just like complete gaslighting, right? Like, ah, oh, you just had to sign this, so I told him that. <laughs> well, so he loves her. He was testing her. He wanted yeah. to see how much she loved him, because she know he knows that she has been cheating on him emotionally with Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> He's pretty hot, Benji. Yeah, yeah. rubbing his bald head. That ball head's made up money. Yep. Where's that picture of him? You can see Benjamin Franklin's dick. If you look up Benjamin Franklin's dick, you can see it. It's a real. Is it's it a huge or it's small. It's a it's real smart. Picture. It's a smart looking yeah. dick. <laughs> smart uh, gets the money, and the girls like money. So we even. Yeah. Chalk it up. Size yeah. is irrelevant with a guy that, yeah, with a on. brain this big. He's got. He flies kites. Girls like kites. Yeah. So. Bitch, I am money. <laughs> So Mother Margaret had enough with this cane dude after hearing all this, and she banned him from seeing her, although they still corresponded. Uh, so throughout 1856, Kane worked on a book entitled Arctic Explorations in the Second Grinnell Expedition in Search of Sir John Franklin. Now his plan was to sail to England and present this book to John Franklin's widow. Um, Margaret, at this point, while he was writing the book, Margaret had kind of laxed on the band between uh, Maggie and Kane, and they eventually started seeing each other before he sailed off to England. And Kane held a, a secret, unofficial ceremony marrying Maggie. Of course, there was nothing, like, there was no priest or anything like that. It was basically him saying, quote, 
Maggie is my wife and I am her husband. Wherever we are, she is mine and I am hers. Do you understand and consent this, Maggie? And she did. Okay. And then he immediately shipped off. Didn't even yeah, kiss her. <laughs> Guys he Im- text that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Then he immediately shipped off for England. January uh January of 1857. Uh, and by the time he reached Lady Franklin, he was on death's door. Uh, Lady Franklin and a doctor tried to nurse him back to health, but the doctor suggested that he reach warmer climates. I'm thinking this was probably like tuberculosis or something like that. He he's going. He lives in the Arctic by accident for a year, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he's like, "I'm gonna marry someone," and then go go across the Atlantic Ocean in the middle of January. Yeah. There, there's no. He doesn't have a little private heat or anything like that. This guy's insane. He's off yeah. his rocker. So the, yeah. So the doctor suggests he go to warmer climates. So he sets sail for Havana, Cuba, and a few weeks after arriving in Cuba, Captain Kane dies at the age of thirty-seven. It's pretty young. Yeah. What he die? He's stupid. Like you said, tuberculosis, maybe? Probably. Tuberculosis, maybe influenza. I don't know. It could have been a whole bunch of different things. Um, That's fucked. AIDS, probably. Now, one of... Now, one of uh, the... I think I skipped over this, but one of the things... One of the ways that Maggie and Kate used to sell their act um, to people... Uh, when they held seances, was that, well, it was a term that was coined. So basically there was a one seance they held for this guy, and they said that his friend was dead. Um, And so they're like, what do you mean? I just saw him like a week ago. He's out on vacation or whatever like that. And when they, re- when they went back home, they re- received a telegram saying that their friend was dead. And so the guy said, uh, like, wow, uh, God's telegram has beat Morris's telegram. You know, saying that, like, oh, Morris code, like, whatever. <laughs> like, God's telegram is better than that. Because it was about the rapping. Right. So I guess in this situation, uh, God's telegram wasn't working that month. Because when the news reached Maggie that her husband died, she had a complete mental breakdown, and Maggie plunged into a deep depression and alcoholism. Well, that's cool. Because at least she gets to party. Yeah. That's really. true. Because you don't know any better. You're crazy now. Yeah, just yeah. like, look, I'm <laughs> fucking sad. Yeah, give me a Give me a Gibson. <laughs> to make matters yeah, worse. Light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To make matters worse, Kane had willed all of his money to his family, but he had set aside $5,000 to his brother Robert Kane so that he can give the money to Maggie. So Maggie's mom, Mar- Margaret, wrote to Robert saying, you know, uh, uh, Kane put away this $5,000 for Kane's widow because Maggie was like calling herself Maggie Kane and all this shit. And the Kane family was quick to deny that Captain Kane had ever <laughs> intended to give Maggie a dime. <laughs> he was just really cold and looking at green ghosts. 
when that happened and he wrote that, so we're going to write that off. Yeah. Uh, lawyer up. Lawyer <laughs> up. And that is where we're going to end this week with Maggie in a complete mental breakdown from her, the, the loss of her kind of husband. And next week we will talk more about what's going on with uh, Kate and talk about where they go from here with spiritualism. Oh. Cool. It's very interesting. I'm very jealous of his job being an Arctic explorer. Really? But he's dead. Well, yeah, he's dead, but that's still a good thing. I can't imagine an Arctic explorer being that fun. You're not seeing a lot of wildlife. You probably get used to the whales. It's true. Yeah, oh, that'd be cool. You see one whale going, it's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on, like, in the middle of nowhere with just ice around me and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then get stuck there and move an inch a day. That would be crazy. There's nothing to do except just stare out into the void. I should have. I should have. Taking the other trip, I should have done the other I job. South yeah. America, <laughs> so I should have went to yeah, like you said, Bermuda. Before. Yeah, why did I go to a sandals resort? Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to have a passport to go there. Really? Is that the? Is that how they get us in there? <laughs> yeah. You don't even need us. Well, where is sandals? It's They're just, all over the world. That's what I thought, but like. Is there one that's just like, oh, wait. you don't even need a passport? I'm thinking one of the islands by Florida. Are you thinking about uh, Cuba? No, no, no. It's another one. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is a driver's license. They let you out. They let anyone go. Yeah, they let anyone. That's where the Bin Ladens used to vacation. Hey, uh, sand is nice when it's warm. And when it's too warm, it sucks. Hey, and then sometimes you go in the water. So, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I got COVID three, man. It's fucking me up. Damn, dude. Well, COVID three. Well, thanks for being here. Um, got another episode of this, Trav. Thanks for doing all the research. Yes, Travis. Thank you. Yeah, we've got uh, some everything. All the spirits will be revealed next week on Rosmurum Cast Paranormal Investigators. Dong dong. That's the law and order thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost God. judge. We should um, all, we should all like get a router router. What's the plumbing company? Roto router. Roto router. That's what the ghost hunters their day job was. They'd right. Always show up in it and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm just doing this all day. Got to go hang out with ghosts now." <laughs> yeah. At nighttime, dealing with That's ghosts. Cool. I mean, they're. I think they're real. Um, yeah, me too. You know what I think's real? Uh, all the G's who made it to the end of this episode. Thanks. Yeah. yeah you real G's. I think that's Straight the first G's. time I've ever used that term verbally. Real G's. Real G. Um, yes, go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Give us your money. We like money. We like Benjamin uh, Franklin. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. Great guy. Great ghost. Good guy to talk to. You can do it today. You just got to reach out through the right person. Um, and what's it? Is our merch store working? I don't even know. Yeah, we just had some orders. People got some merchants. Merchants. <laughs> nice. Good people. Good folks. Um, yeah. If you see me walking down the street, come say hi or kill me. Either would be appropriate. <laughs> if you see Dang me, Shane. give me, uh, some money, please. Yeah, give Mike money. <laughs> no, give just... money. All right, out here. All right, Shane. Shane it. Oh yeah, this is gone.